night, everybody. Kaipacha here addressing you from the Starship Enterprise. This is uh, star date, uh, December uh, 15th of the year 2021 on planet Earth. <laughs> the, uh, the opening there, that was, uh, that was my front yard and my backyard right now. Freaking snowed last night. <laughs> it's been a while since I got the old snow, so it is another indoor. I will be heading down to uh, Tulum in January and Peru in February and warming up a little bit. But for right now, I want to share with you my screen a little more and, of course, the old virtual background. <laughs> Rather than just like read through the aspects like I usually do, you know, and, and give you what's happening this week. I'm going to show you the aspects. In uh, previous editions of the Pele Report, I uh, use the, I think it's a solar system scope program to give you the picture of the solar system. Uh, and now let's uh, turn that into a two-dimensional astrological chart to really see what's going on. And from a geocentric perspective, as if we're standing, so the Earth is the center when we use the uh, the tropical zodiac and the geocentric positions of, which is what I use in New Paradigm Astrology. Uh, there is heliocentric astrology. I mean, that's super cool too, uh, but for mundane earthly events and what's going on in our lives, it's good to uh, use geocentric. So uh, I'm going to share my screen with you and I'm going to end up with the solstice because next Tuesday, the sun enters sign of Capricorn. And that is the longest night in the Northern Hemisphere the longest day in the Southern Hemisphere, and in North and Southern Hemispheres, it signifies a change. A change, you know, of energy, a change in direction. So after next week, the days are going to start getting longer in the Northern Hemisphere, and the nights are going to start getting longer in the Southern Hemisphere. And we could go on and on and on. But very often, the uh, astrologer will use these points. The moment when that sun goes into the sign of Capricorn, we can draw up a, a it's like a birth chart for the next three months until the spring equinox when the sun goes into the sign of Aries. We could draw up another chart that gives us an overview of the, of the next three months. So I did a whole video on the astrology of 2022 already that is available. There's a link uh, down below in the notes. Um, and I will be doing more uh, longer talks uh, coming up here. Uh, I want to look at some charts of different countries. But Today, I also want to look at and use this to, instead of just a weekly report, this uh, 
you know, today's Pele report could be looked at more as a, a bit of a forecast over the next few months to come. So let me waste no more time. I will share my screen with you and let's see what's going on here. Yeah, there we are. So what we can see here is As you know, as I'm recording this, okay, on Wednesday, December 15th, Mars is conjunct south node of the moon. And that is where the orbit of the moon crosses the ecliptic or the orbit of the earth around the sun, going south, going down. It is K2, the dragon's tail, and it has to do with the past. Whereas the north node, 180 degrees opposite, is the dragon's head, Rahu, and has to do with the future. So here is Mars, the sword masculine quality, sword masculine energy, cutting cords with the past, and maybe even arguing or fighting or getting angry about <laughs> the past, or Sagittarius has to do with the expansion of consciousness and understanding the truth, the purpose, the greater meaning of life and existence according to natural laws. So we could have fights or battles over who's right, uh, who's in alignment with natural law, who's out of alignment with natural law, who is honest, who is dishonest. A lot of this is, you know, the source of today's mantra. And this week's mantra is really beginning this whole Sagittarius. And of course, the sun is also in the sign of Sagittarius. And of course, then we also have black moon Lilith conjunct the north node of the moon over here in Gemini. And she wants to uncover the shadow, reveal the shadow, the unconscious intentions or motivations behind, okay, what is being spouted as truth. So we have this bit of a thing going on. And, and of course, as you'll see now, this is just today. <laughs> uh, everything goes on, boom. Uh, you could see, uh, actually, uh, you know, if, if we go back to the moon conjunct Uranus, so, you know, um, awakening. Anyway, so the moon moves on, you know, Thursday comes into a nice, beautiful trine from Taurus up here to Venus and Pluto in Capricorn. I talked about that Venus conjunct Pluto last week. She is still and if we watch a little closer, here she goes into S for stationary. Did you see that? I'm going backwards to Saturday. And on Sunday, she goes stationary, stops in her tracks. I mean, she doesn't stop in her tracks. It is an optical illusion from planet Earth. I showed you that before. And then R is retrograde. So by next Tuesday, December 21st, that Venus is going to be retrograde. And obviously in less than one degree away from Pluto. 
So she is in the underworld. Venus Anana is down in the underworld. <laughs> Remember when the Pluto came up and, you know, grabbed, right, Persephone and took her down into the underworld. And I'm going to talk, well, I mean, we can talk about this. Venus is values, money, resources, love what we are attracted to, what we love, what we value, and beauty. Everyone's attracted to beauty. So, you know, and this is a, Pluto is transformation. So we are transforming. Each and every one of us is going through a period right now, and this goes on, like I spoke of before. You know, Venus stays conjunct Pluto. There she goes retrograde, but even then she comes back to conjunct Pluto. You know later on but uh, what i want to get to the point here is a transformation of values and so many things i could talk for an hour on venus conjunct pluto but this is a descent which can be a loss of finances a loss of value a loss of i am no longer attracted to this or I no longer want to do this for money or I no longer, uh, you know, find this authority figure, Capricorn, or this powerful person attractive. <laughs> we, you may be changing channels as, as Venus comes around to conjunct Pluto. It's also a power grab. This can be, and this is what's really big about this particular time period. Let's just go forward to boom. There we have it, right? The sun enters Capricorn. This is an externalization, okay, of light, of power, of authority. Cancer is the inner child, the inner emotional realm, the past, uh, you know, how, we, how we really support, nurture ourselves emotionally in order to feel secure. It's, it has to do more with the mom. And in the old astrology books, Capricorn in the 10th house had more to do with dad, the boundaries, the laws, the rules, the consequences, and external authority figures, presidents, uh, dictators, uh, you know, billionaires, uh, the pope, uh, you know, religious figures, corporate monsters, whoever is in charge. So, this energy of the sun entering Capricorn, very interesting to have, you know, Venus and Pluto. And of course, Mercury is coming up to join it. And I spoke about how uh, in, in uh, what March and April, Mars comes up and joins and we have a Venus, Mars, Pluto conjunction. So here we're just really talking about what I consider to be a power grab. This is a power play. This is external authority figures trying to take control of all the money. <laughs> and whether it is, you know, uh, crypto or pharmaceutical companies or uh, governments or whoever it is, this is a this is a massive power grab where I would say each and every one of us needs to be very awake and aware to protect and stand for our rights, our truth our dignity, our autonomy, so that we are not dominated, controlled, driven ruthlessly 
and of course have all our money taken away have the economy collapse we can have a, this is a very, this is a very serious uh, time period for our economy and i say that also because what look at this uranus at 11 degrees 08 minutes saturn at 10:52 keep your eyes on them here we go by christmas we have the third saturn square uranus the first one came around in february february 18th then they went retrograde and came back in an exact square last june and this is the third and final square the day you know before christmas christmas eve saturn square uranus the past in tension, okay, a crisis of consciousness with the future. This is highly unstable, and this is, you know, highly disruptive. So Uranus is saying that we are having a revolution, okay, in the realm of Taurus and technology and financial, uh, you know, crypto and uh, just how we survive. And even uh, this has to do with Neuralink and, you know, uh, uh, in, in surviving even better or becoming superhuman or becoming, you know, techno cyborgs. Uh, you know, the, the Taurus is, you know, my physical earthly body and survival on this planet. And Uranus is spending seven years in here. But I want to I want to focus this a little more because i could go on about everything but you know and saturn up here in aquarius again this is social distancing this is external authority figures laws rules boundaries and limits around our friendships around who we hang around with around uh, you know uh, our vision of the future is being you know you know conforms consolidated restructured so Saturn spends two and a half years here in the sign of Aquarius. But this square is that a lot of stuff that would began last February is culminating now in December. So this is where we're getting a lot of the consequences and a lot of the results. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the statistics are in and the studies are in. And now, you know, laws and rules and boundaries are going to be made. And, you know, certain people are going to not go along with it. Certain people are going to rebel and want to revolt against these imposed laws, rules, and restrictions and boundaries. I mean, I just got the news here uh, today in the United States here that, uh, you know, Fauci uh, went on, you know, online and is uh, announcing that. Uh, there should be a mandatory vaccination here uh, in the in the United States. And, and this is like, I mean, how perfect is the timing of, you know, this Mars on the south node of the moon? And then, of course, coming into what? The full moon. The full moon right here. One more. Thank you. 27 degrees to 27 degrees. So the moon is building. It's called waxing. It's getting brighter and bigger and stronger. And whoa, super powerful full moon. And it's a powerful Sabian symbol that I have to share with you. It is the 28th degree of Gemini. 
is where we have the full moon this this week, right? Through bankruptcy, society gives to an overburdened individual the opportunity to begin again. <laughs> I gotta stop it. <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> this is like, whoa, whoa. Birth chart for the next three months coming up shortly, <clears throat> right? Uh, right with this full moon as the overreaching energy. The keynote is a release from unbearable pressures, freeing one for new tasks. This symbol can easily be misinterpreted. For while it obviously has a connotation of failure, it nevertheless depicts a particular state of the complex relationship of an individual to his community. The bankruptcy proceedings mentioned here should not be construed as referring to a fraudulent type of bankruptcy. At least in the United States, bankruptcy does not imply a moral condemnation. Rather, it means that individual failure cannot be separated from the health of the community. The special nature of the whole is implied in the failure of the part to perform adequately under particularly harsh economic conditions. A society which enthrones the principles of ruthless competition must also develop mechanisms to exteriorize the principle of compassion. The latter was at first emphasized by Northern Buddhism and soon after by Christianity. The concept of atonement is directly related to that of release from unbearable economic pressures into bankruptcy. To me, this has many ramifications that we could go on and on and on. You may want to rewind, write that down, listen to it, download the Sabian symbols from the resources tab on my website and access all of the Sabian symbols anytime that you want and read through that and really contemplate that this is a you know, like we are being constricted. Saturn is boundaries, constriction, and contraction. And you have contractions. A mother has contractions, right? You know, just prior to birth. And there is a release for new activity. So we want to really understand, okay, what this release is about and how it is achieved. And what our role as individuals plays within society and the evolution of society as reflecting the evolution of its individual participants. Right. So let me go back and uh, share that screen again, because 
I wanted to give you more of the astrology of this instead of me just talking at you. So I wanted to show, of course, now that Venus is stationary and Venus goes retrograde. There, Venus goes retrograde at the same time as what? Chiron. And here we have, let's go back a little bit here. You see Mercury in square to Chiron, eight degrees to eight degrees. That's on Sunday. It's exact, but it goes on all week, right? And Chiron stations to go retrograde and will be going retrograde for like the next six months or so. So it's at eight degrees now. It's going to go all the way back down. In the meantime, boom, sun goes into Capricorn. So these were kind of, you know, really most of the aspects that I wanted to show. And I wanted to just use this chart as really um, the birth chart, right, for the next three months. Here we have the sun at zero, zero, zero degrees. And look at the sun is in opposition to black moon Lilith. And I've often, you know, I do whole workshops. There's, uh, you know, videos and I've done weekends on black moon uh, Lilith, you know, and she is a shadow figure. And I view her as basically aspects and elements of ourselves that our parents, teachers, and preachers didn't like, don't want, and suppress. And therefore we, they go into shadow. We wanna please our, our elders and please our caretakers. So we try not to show that part of ourselves, even though it is very often our deepest truth. So here, this is Black Moon Lilith in Gemini. Gemini is youthful, child curiosity, fun, variety, this curiosity that wants to study, learn, travel, uh, move, uh, you know, uh, you know, read, uh, share uh, information, uh, debate, everything Gemini. Networking, you know, uncensored uh, internet, uh, you know, all this, all the telegram and bit shoot and rumble and <laughs> all the comings and goings and, you know, and 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 it's like okay, well, the authorities are saying no, they're censoring and they're you know, and they're controlling the dialogue and there's misinformation and there's lies, you know, lies being perpetrated upon us. So yes, we have. And we're going to be dealing, you know, with these next three months where there is going to be, you know, exposure of, and there already has been, but there's going to be more. And there's going to be debate. There's going to be arguing. There's going to be, you know, secrets emerging. And there's going to be, you know, battling, even battling and fighting over, you know, what is truth and what is lies and what is, uh, you know, what is my rights? And this is this uh, Mercury squaring Chiron also. Chiron in Aries, this wounded masculine, this wounded warrior. Is that I, you know, my, my 
ability to assert, to get my will, my dignity, my right to exist, and my right to be independent is being wounded, crushed, stepped on in order that I may heal, strengthen, and understand my own individual power better than it was before. Let's not forget, Chiron is a crisis, but it is a healing crisis that when we emerge out of that crisis, we are not only healed, but we are wise teacher healers of those same ills and wounds ourselves. Unfortunately, Chiron does not uh, complete that full healing process uh, until 2025 and 2026. So we still are in a bit of a crisis around independence, around sovereignty, around freedom. I mean, you can hear, you know, Chiron and Aries and Uranus and Taurus is this battle cry for the right to choose, the right to travel, the right to decide, you know, what's right for me and my children and my family and my future. And blah, blah, blah. You know, this is this is, you know, Chiron and Aries and Uranus and Taurus really charging up, charging out. And it is against these forces of. Pluto Capricorn is square Aries. External authority is square individual sovereignty. And the good of the many and the, you know, the conscious of the community. It's like, you know, you should do this for everybody else. Is this is the very uh, Saturn is guilt. <laughs> so, you know, the guilt card can be getting played here extensively. Particularly, like I say, right now, but also. Through these next three months, as the sun continues to move one month, two months, three months, until we begin a new equinox point, and we can draw up another chart for that time. Yeah. So these are some of the energies that are, you know, very strongly uh, active for us. Like I say, not only this week, but throughout these next coming months. The mantra for today, I have really, you know, it's just, you know, as a guardian of the truth, I know it and speak it and see. When lies are used to take away freedom, choice, and autonomy. And we see this in the chart. That's why the mantra that I, uh, the mantra that I, Come, that comes in every week is from the astrology of the now, right? Sagittarius has to do with truth. It also has to do with my right brain intuitive capacity to know the truth. So as a guardian of the truth, Mars is the guardian of the truth. As the guardian of the truth, right? I know it and speak it. It's the North Node in Gemini, Lilith in Gemini, and see. Of course, Uranus has to, and Mercury both have to do with sight. Mercury squaring Chiron. Right? When lies are used to take away 
Honesty and dishonesty, lies and truth is all this Sagittarius Gemini axis, okay, of propaganda, of misinformation, of the bending and use of science, in quotes, for individual personal ends, right? So, you know, I, I, I can see, right? And when lies are used to take away freedom, this is Chiron in Aries, has to do with freedom and choice and autonomy. So I'll just give you a little sense of, and of course we could go on and on. I, I, I will go on and on. You can see Jupiter is in square to the moon's nodes. But that's not going to be for a little while longer. You can see that. I mean, I'll be talking a lot about when the nodes go into Scorpio Taurus. Okay. But um, yeah, the Jupiter squaring the nodes. Anyway, I'm not even going to. Jupiter was, has been square the nodes this year already. And it's square now. But. That is probably good uh, for this week, a good sense uh, that, yes, there may be some proclamations. There may be mandates. We're going to get news. News is Gemini. <laughs> okay. And this Jupiter, Saturn, and Aquarius, okay, is the world news and things happening down under and over in Europe and, uh, you know, down in Argentina and up here in the United States, over in Mexico. I mean, there's different things going on all over the place that it behooves each and every one of us to be aware that there is a planetary consciousness emerging. And what's happening in one part of the world, in China and Russia and Africa, is also kind of affecting and reflecting as we kind of come into a new global order. And lastly, let's not forget, this new global order is the new paradigm. It is the new 2,000-year age of Aquarius. And we are going through birth. And birth can be painful, chaotic. And we are in a chaotic, painful period that is part of a longer, bigger process. And if we think of like uh, Hitler and the war, that was, you know, four, five, six years. We've got you know, this Chiron and Uranus, you know, five, six, seven years going through Aries and Taurus. Well, we were only, you know, close to halfway through some of these transits. So um, just want to, you know, keep in mind that um, it's really necessary during this time to maintain our inner strength, willpower determination and to speak out our truth and our needs and what we want for our children and our future and not be, you know, uh, coerced or controlled or manipulated through lies and propaganda. I just got my book by Paul Levy the, uh, on Wetico, just got released 
December 14th. I should give a little picture of that one. Just got it delivered today. So to find out a little bit more about this collective psychosis called Wetico and uh, be sharing that with you in the weeks to come. One last time, the mantra for today. As a guardian of the truth, I know it and speak it and see. When <clears throat> lies are used to take away freedom, choice, and autonomy. Namaste. Aloha. So much love. Thank <laughs> you.